This is the SETN Podcast with Chris Goforth and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area. The SETN Podcast. A special Friday edition of SETN Preps. This is our third podcast this week. And for the third time this week, we're going to be talking with a very successful head football coach, Jason Fitzgerald. He's the head coach at Meigs County. His Tigers played in Cookville last year for the Class 2A state championship. He is going to be with us and look forward to having that conversation. Chandler, look, I know it would be really, really difficult uh, if you were to have Meigs County in that same region with Tyner and Marion County and Bledsoe County, but man, I would, I hate the fact that they go kind of to the north towards Knoxville and they, they play Oneida and Rockwood and, and that's good football. I've, I've seen certainly my share of games involving Oneida and Rockwood both over the years, but man, I'd love for Meigs County to be in a, in a region where we saw them play more of our local teams. Yeah, Chris, and I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many conversations we've had on and off the, the podcast about, man, I wish we could see that Megs County-Tyner matchup or see them play some of our teams. And, and maybe th- maybe this is the year, Chris, that we finally get to see Tyner and Megs County play each other maybe in that semifinal. It would be the semifinals, I believe, Chris, kind of matchup there because not only are they in two different regions, but they're in two different uh two different region sets where they have to play a re- the regions up toward Knoxville, up toward um, up toward uh, the, the East Tennessee, the Johnson Sea, all those kind of teams as well. And, Chris, I, I, I'm just always disappointed every year because we have to wait and hope and pray that we get a Tyner versus Mex County matchup. And we know how much we would love to see that, how much we would love to talk about that going into it, how much everybody in the Chattanooga area would love to talk about that game. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm on the same boat. I wish they were in that region. When those regional alignments came out a couple years ago, I was like, Man, I wish they would play our teams, but also I understand it too because you know they are you know kind of farther north than a lot of the teams that 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 uh, that we have down here in the Chattanooga area. Meigs County last year they relied really really heavily on Aaron Swafford. He was fantastic. Uh, actually, had a fantastic career at Meigs County. You're going to hear Coach Fitzgerald talk a little bit about him, about how he's a you know once in a career, twice in a career kind of guy, and. Uh, kind of what the plans are for Meigs County to not necessarily replace Aaron Swafford, but just kind of how the Tigers are going to be different. So we'll get into our conversation with Jason Fitzgerald here in just a second. want to remind you, check us out on Twitter at SETN Preps, at Sports Chandler, and at Crisco Fourth One. Make sure you like us on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash SETN Preps. If you didn't check out our schedule uh, video that we put out, where Chandler and I go through, we do this every year. Normally it's a podcast we do uh, where we go through, we talk about the most difficult schedules. We talk about uh, underrated matchups. We talk about the matchups we are most looking forward to this year in high school football in Southeast Tennessee. So if you have not watched that yet, head over to Facebook. You can find the video and you can uh, you can watch it there. While you're at it, head over to Apple. If you're, uh, if you're an iPhone user, go to Apple Podcast where you, you can subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your five-star uh, ratings. That helps people find our podcast and uh, helps us find people that have an interest in high school football. You can also find us. We're on Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and also at anchor.fm. 
check out anchor.fm. You can find the podcast there. There is also a way where you can leave us a voice message. So we want to hear from you. You folks up in Meigs County, tell us what you think about your Meigs County Tigers going into this year. We think they're going to be really good again We'd love to hear from you as well. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm. Chandler, let's hop into it in our conversation with the head coach of the Tigers in Jason Fitzgerald. All right, let's start with the obvious question for you. How do you go about replacing a guy like Aaron Swafford? You don't. You don't. I mean, he's just, you know, he's a once in a career, twice in a career you know, kind of player. Um, we're a whole different football team. Um, feel like we have some good football players, but we're not going to go into it talking about replacing Aaron. Um, we're going to play to our guys' strengths and um, try to be the best football team we can be because, listen, Aaron was a special kid who did special things. Um, got another quarterback coming in that I really like. Um, it's going to do a good job for me. Um, but he's just different from Aaron. And, you know, like I say, Aaron's one of those guys that you, you know, you're really glad to have in your program for four years. And, um, you know, he's going to do great um, for the Naval Academy. But there's no replacing him. Um, we're just going to take the, the young men we have and be the best football team that we can possibly be. you got an all-state running back in Will Meadows. That's got to make you feel good knowing that you, you've got him coming back for another year. Do you lean on him a lot early? while you, you kind of work in, especially having, you know, no, no jamboree, no scrimmages, nothing like that. Do you, will you lean on Will Meadows a little bit early in the season to give that, uh, the new quarterback an opportunity to, to kind of get acclimated? Yes, we will. It's kind of like, um, we had an inter-squad scrimmage Friday and early in the week I said, Will, you're going to kind of be my Aaron. And he said, what do you mean coach? I said, well, when it comes to scrimmages, what did I used to do with Aaron? He said, not much. I said, same thing for you in this scrimmage. we got to have you when the season gets here. So we're going to look at the other guys who we have at running back. But, you know, you're kind of our horse. So you're going to get four or five carries in the scrimmage, and you're going to get out because we know what you can do. And, you know, Will's had a heck of an off season and really worked hard, and um, he's going to be our go-to guy. Um, we feel like we've got some other running backs back there, maybe a little deeper this year at running back than we have been in the past. But, Will is definitely our man, and uh, we're going to lean on him early. Tell me about that scrimmage last week. How did it go? Well, like you figured it would. We've, uh, you know, the kids were excited because they finally got to play. Coaches were having a good time because we finally got to play. Um, We came out of it healthy. The kids seemed to get after it, be in pretty good shape. And it's just going to take time, though, because that's our first time to get to get. I mean, nothing in the spring, no scrimmages, no jamborees. You know, there may be a lot of teams that early in the year don't look really good, but if we get to play a full season by the end of the year, they may be really good football teams because it's just going to take a while. I'm not I'm not really sure what football is going to look like week one, two, and three. Uh, it's not going to be um, – I can't say it's going to be real smooth probably. How hard is it to coach when you know that you're kind of going to have to hit the ground running like that? and not having the scrimmages and the jamborees to be able to build up that kind of confidence and, and that football strength and, and conditioning? Well, I think what you have to do is just realize that. You've got to realize that it's not going to be great the first couple of weeks, you know, as bad as you want it to. You know, if I was a coach and this was my first time and I was 
it was 20 years ago, I'd probably really be worried about it. But being a coach that's been around as long as I have, I understand what's going to happen and how it's going to look early. And we've talked as a staff, we've just got to get better each week. You know, we, we don't have a region game till week three and then not, not another one to week five or six. So, you know, if it takes some time, it's going to take some time. What we've got to make sure is we keep getting better each week. And, you know, talking about, you know, the troubling coaching that way, uh, the troubling coaching is you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Not, not necessarily four weeks from now. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. Um, and that's going to be the biggest challenge for coaches. We can go into game week next week, and at any time on any day, I could have a player that comes down with COVID, and then the kids that have been around him are out. And all of a sudden, you're playing the second teamers at six positions. Or the team you're playing, depending on what their protocol is, if they have one come down with it, you know, we may not play that week. So more than a week-to-week thing, it's a day-to-day thing now. Just just uh, a lot more decisions and things going into it than just playing football. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing safety-wise during practice? Well, let's just go back to the whole thing. Safety-wise, I've not been in the weight room since my kids started back. We've not had them in an indoor setting. We feel like keeping them outdoors as much as possible is what we need to do. We've taken weights to the field. We've taken weights to the practice field. But we have not put our kids inside a weight room. Now, I went and went to our locker room, and we've divided our kids up into four groups to get dressed. And we've made sure that each kid's locker is at least six feet apart when they're in there. So when group one goes in, and we might have 14 kids, they're not within six feet of each other. And the new thing in the locker room is get in, get your stuff, and get out. Even if you have to finish dressing some on the practice field, get in and get out. Um, You know, and then we've divided practice and kept them into groups, such as if we do have a problem or someone tests positive or comes in close contact, that we wouldn't have to quarantine the whole team, but could quarantine a group. And um, we're just not going to have them in the locker room or the weight room right now in close quarters. And, you know, that's the biggest thing to me. Keep them outside where the wind's blowing, where there's air. Um, keep them in drills that are less than 10 minutes because that's another thing. You don't want them together longer than 10 minutes. So we're just trying to follow every rule we could possibly can. Uh, I've told my coaches and players, we're going to follow the rules to a T by the NFHS, the TWSAA. Uh, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's our best chance of having a season, and we're just going to deal with it right now. What do you feel like is the strength of your football team right now? Well, I feel like even though we're going to get, you know, we lost Aaron and some other really good seniors, you know, my senior group coming in has played a lot of football. Um, They've made a quarterfinal run, they've made a semifinal run, and they've made a state championship run. So that's what, five, four, that's 12 extra games in the last three years. You know, some of them have played five football seasons. Um, already if they, if it was just a 10-game season. So we've had a lot of kids that have been in big football games and have some experience, you know, that can help those young men that we're bringing along that hadn't been in the been in trenches as much. But we've had a lot that have played in a lot of big football games, and they're going to be our leaders. It's funny you say that, that, you know, you guys, you, you made it to the quarters, you made it to the semis, you made it to the state title game. 
the only thing that's left for your seniors is to win the whole daggum thing, isn't it? And that's what we've told them. Hey, you know, um, we even started in the off season. You know, everybody thought Tennessee was going to win it when Peyton Manning was there, and look what happened. So um, sometimes it's not exactly when you think you're going to win it that you do, and and our kids are hungry to get back and and and, and try to get it. Do you talk about that state championship game, or is it one of those where, you know, you watch the film once, put it away, and you don't look at it again? No, we've looked at it, but we don't talk about it a whole lot. And and what I try to do each year is, and I've told these kids, you're a whole different football team. Let's see how good you can be. You know, I I hate going back and comparing them to other teams because when you do that, you know, you're putting those players at a disadvantage. Like, I'm not going to go back and compare my quarterback you know, Logan Carroll to uh, uh, to Aaron. I mean, that's just not a fair comparison. It's not a fair comparison to compare one team to another. We try to live from year to year, and we try to build off what we do. And we'll talk about winning a lot of games. You know, we won 48 games in the last four years. We're going to talk about that. We expect to win. But at the end of the day, we're not going to compare one team to the other. We're, You know, we started this year now. You know, it's it's this group of guys. What are you going to make it? What's your legacy going to be when you leave seniors? You know, last year's group had a legacy of getting to the state championship and, and winning 48 games in four years. What's your legacy going to be? Coach, I got a list of players I want to ask you about. Uh, let's start with Cameron Huckabee, a kid that had a good year for you last year, great year for you last year. Ends up getting hurt. You miss him in, in the uh, in the title game last year. How much of a hindrance was it for you guys to not have him on the field in Cookville? Well, when, anytime you don't have a playmaker like him, it really hurts. But I've been really proud of Cam. He's come back. He's worked harder uh, this offseason than he ever has. He had a tremendous catch against Trousdale to kind of help us go down and steal the game and ended up breaking the bone in his foot on that. And uh, – you know, he's worked hard. He's been a leader out there for us. He was a guy last year that just played wide receiver. You'll see him play wide receiver and, and be, be in the back end as a, as a safety or a corner this year. Justin Key, a guy that felt like kind of came on late in the year for you guys last year. What are your expectations for him going into this year? Well, Justin's a heck of a kid. He, he came on late because he didn't get eligible till week 11 last year. And, uh, you know, him and Ben Smith are two returning outside linebacker starters that, you know, we feel really good about them and our two inside linebacker starters that are back, Brady Blevins and Hagen Lowe, gives us, you know, four starters back at the linebacker position. And uh, we just feel like that's where that's where our defense starts off and going to be our strength defensively. Feels like Malachi Hayden has played on the offensive line for you for about 15 years now. Is this Is this his third year or his fourth year? as a starter this is his third he started as a sophomore and a junior last year played some as a freshman the year before um malachi's been battling a little bit of a hip issue but he should be back in the next couple of weeks and ready to go and you know him and austin andrews come back to man our tackle positions and um we feel really good about those two we're gonna have three new players on the inside we have two new starters one that played a lot last year and hunter brown three guys so we've got a couple of starters to replace on offensive line but we feel like we're in good shape when you start with uh malachi and austin andrews tell us about region 22a there's there's names that we know there in oneida and rockwood uh give us a little bit of a preview of that region if you can 
yeah, I still feel like, you know, not in Rockwood, you know, Cumberland Gap and Coach Klein do a good job and Coach Human at Wartburg does a good job. But it seems to always come down to Rockwood and Oneida and Meigs County. And even when you get into the, you know, in the quarterfinals the last few years, it's come down to Rockwood and Meigs County or Rockwood and Oneida. And, you know, Tony, Tony's a great guy at Oneida, one of my best friends in the profession. And then Coach Webb at Rockwood. You know, Oneida lost a lot. Um, I think they've got three starters returning on each side of the football. Rockwood's the one that returns most. I believe they have, of everybody in the region, they have 16 starters back. I think we've got 12. So, you know, Coach Webb feels like this is his year to really compete for the top spot. And uh, um, so we'll see what happens. they got to come to our place in the regular season. And, uh, you know, it ought to be a good football game. Ten times last year you held opponents to seven points or less. Can you guys be that good again on defense? <laughs> but I don't know. You know, anytime you do that, like I say, I don't want to compare. I don't, I don't know if we can or not. We're going to strive to be. Um, we're going to, uh, you know, do our best. The kids are going to play hard, but you've got to have some breaks when that happens and you've got to have some luck. And, uh, you know, all that went into our season last year and, uh, we're going to try. If you can do that, you're going to be in every football game. That's for sure. I know my offense coordinator always likes to say, Hey, if y'all can hold them to seven or less, I believe we can win. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so, uh, that's what he says all the time. Coach, appreciate it. Man, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Hope high school football gets going. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be up to each school system and what their protocol is. Once a student athlete um, contracts the virus, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an adventurous season for sure. Thanks again to Coach Jason Fitzgerald for giving us some time talking a little bit of uh, not just football with us, but a little bit of COVID. And I think Coach is right. Uh, Chandler, I don't know that any of us really know what it's going to look like. We could see some really ugly football the first two, maybe even first three weeks of the season. Nobody's been able to scrimmage. Nobody has been able to have a jamboree. And frankly, nobody had much of a uh, of a uh, – in terms of a summer workout as far as the seven-on-sevens and stuff like that that typically typically goes on, coaches didn't get a chance to see their guys as much this summer as they normally do. Yeah, I think you might see some ugly football, but I think you might see some bizarre football too, Chris. And, you know, and, and Coach Coach Biz talked about it a while ago. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the situations where you don't know what's going to happen if, if somebody tests positive with this thing and you turn around and now – your season is actually affected because someone tested positive because maybe you have to give up a game or maybe you're playing a game that maybe you could have won, but now it's more even killed because you're having to play your second string or something like that. And I think, I think this is going to be the year that we see some bizarre football and we might see some scores. We look across the state, even you just see scores. We're like, Whoa, what happened here? And it's going to, it's going to come down to, Oh, a kid tested positive or two or three tested positive after this. And, and now we've had to quarantine for two weeks and now we can't play anybody. So this is our third podcast this week. If you missed the first two, on Monday we visited with Chris Brown at Red Bank. On Wednesday we had Damon Floyd from Bradley Central. And, of course, here on a Friday 
Uh, we got a chance to visit with the uh, the head coach of the Meigs County Tigers and Jason Fitzgerald. So if you miss Coach Brown, you miss Coach Floyd, go back. You can find those wherever you download your podcast from. You should be able to find those. And, and again, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Chandler and I did a special video podcast um, last week that you're going to have to you're going to have to go to Facebook, you're going to have to go to YouTube, or you're going to have to go to IGTV, which is on Instagram, in order to be able to find our video. You can watch it there. But we talk about the schedules uh, for a lot of our various teams. We talk about some of these matchups that we want to get into, and I think you're going to hear. If you're a, a Megs County fan, you'll you'll probably find the Tigers uh, a time or two on our uh, most anticipated matchups of the year that uh, that we talk about. So go check that out uh, on one of those sources again, Facebook, IGTV, and on YouTube. Chandler, busy week for us. We got three podcasts down uh, this week. We're going to come back next week. We're going to visit on Monday with Dwayne Tabber, our, our friend who's the head football coach over at Bledsoe County. We had him on with us last summer when he right after he took the job at Bledsoe County and uh, enjoyed that conversation. We wanted to bring him back, kind of get an update, talk a little bit about Meigs County today. You Tiger fans, you may want to join us again on Monday. You get a little scouting uh, little scouting info on, uh, on Bledsoe County uh, on Monday. So Dwayne Tabor coming up on Monday. That'll be fun. Chandler and I will have more to come. And, of course, by the way, one week from today, Chandler, let's celebrate it. One week from today is the start of prep football. Woo! It's here. It's here. Next week's a game week. Chandler, I expect eye black from you and a, a total game face from you starting Monday. I guess we're going to have to have a video now to have proof that I've got the eye black. <laughs> Selfies will be fine. <laughs> Selfies will be fine. All right, that's no, going to no, do it. Yeah, no, no more of us than do we need to give to the fans. They, they hear us enough. They don't need to see us. Now. Yeah, exactly. No, nobody should be <laughs> subjected to that. All right, thanks for being with us. Join us again Monday. We'll talk a little Bledsoe County football. Glad to have you guys with us. As always, right here, SETN Preps.